Hello everybody and welcome back to Murder Blues. It is episode 26, which means that's right, you've been listening to us for half a fucking year. Thank you for sticking around. We love you guys more than anything. Except pie. Anyway, Violet today is going to take us down a twisty, windy, fucked up road uh, of murderer. <laughs> Serial murderer. Ronald DeFeo Jr. I won't give you any more details because it's really fun the way she reveals the story to us, um, and I'm excited about it. I'm excited. I'm pissed off. Not as much as Violet, though. That's okay. By the way, I'm Sasha, and I'm joined today by... Maisie! Cody and the Upside Down. And Violet. Stick around and stay tuned for a pretty exciting case, if I do say so myself. Cue that intro music. Ben-a-nay, <laughs> one second because I have to tell you about my friends at Arcadian and they're actually my friends and they're great so Arcadian is a pomade company and so many moons ago probably around 2014 John I was like my friend Allie uh her boyfriend is making this pomade and he was like what's a pomade and I was like it's a hairstyling thing and he was like okay well how do we get some and how do I use it and I was like I don't know I'll ask and so I text Allie and I'm like hey uh, John wants to try some of Eric's pomade and she's like cool we'll be there in 20 minutes and I'm like what okay I don't have anything prepared I don't have any guest towels so that night they came over and Eric who was a barber and is also creator of the pomade came over cut John's hair in our living room and showed him how to style his hair while I cooked them a very I thought poor vegan dinner because we're not vegan. Uh, but it was very sweet. They didn't have to come over and show us how to use a pomade or Eric didn't have to give John a haircut. But they, it's just good people. It's good product and it's good people. And you should check them out and we're going to link everything. But even if you don't think you could use a pomade, just check them out because they've got all kinds of other grooming things and it's not just for men it's for anyone with hair and that's most people so check them out and if you order something off of their site you can get a 10 percent off just use the promo code murder blows and tell them we said hi full <laughs> disclosure i've had two drinks and i just ate really spicy curry so like my nose is running oh no it was super yummy what would you have to drink uh i've been drinking <laughs> murder blows diets um so it's vodka and uh, mango sparkling ice i prefer their pineapple but they didn't have any um, but it's really good. Here's your asthma. <laughs> Beautiful. How are y'all? Good. Yes. I wish I could get my camera to work. No, we miss your face. I don't know how to do it. I don't know why, though. 
Hmm. Hmm. I think we both hmmed at the same time. Hmm. Put that on at the soundboard, Jer. Hmm. I'm at one... it. Oh. No, I'm just talking about how I got my camera to work once and now it's not working. Not yeah. again. Yeah, Forever and clean! John, uh, I miss the John cameos. Yeah. Of oh, him, like, oh, intently yeah. listening to your story, like, while he's eating something in the back. <laughs> or that one time that I said, um, they gave the guy the death penalty, and he just goes, good. I, like, didn't even think he was listening. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> he's playing video games right now. I'm in the office. Nice. We've been doing this for officially half a year now. This will be half a year's worth of episodes, and I don't fucking know. No. But half a year episodes, it's not too shabby. It's not. Holy shit, we've done it. Oh my god, I just realized we get to do, like, Halloween and Thanksgiving and Christmas-themed episodes. <laughs> hands. Yes. Oh, really so fun. So fun. Yes. <laughs> I just spelled messenger massager, so that's going well. At least it was a massager. Yep, massager. Check your, check your Facebook massager. Dun, dun, dun. My headphones to work. Hi, guy. <gasps> oh, Cody. I'm check them back. Hey, Cody. I'm finally <laughs> here. Oh, my God. You were sorely missed. I felt like the guy on planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh. <laughs> Were you Steve yeah, Martin? Like, yeah. I couldn't get home, no matter how hard I tried. Oh. Oh, no. But you've done it. Yeah, you're here. Yes. And I, I have a great story for you if we're recording. <laughs> I'm here. Of course, our recording. <laughs> um, I got to have lunch with Elman today, and <gasps> Elman. Uh, Dr. Elman was in the he's house. In town? Oh, he's not back in school yet. I was like, boy, better not be skipping classes. Okay. Yeah, no. Um, he was talking about how his favorites throughout the podcast have jumped from person to person. He's like, yeah, at first it was you, Violet, because I knew you, and then it was Maisie, and it was Sasha, and he was like, but now it's all <laughs> about Queen Cody. <laughs> and he Aww. said what did it was the episode where we were all, like, crying and sobbing, and <sighs> and he was like, I was like, oh, because Cody didn't cry? And he was like, no, she said this thing, and she was like, I mean, that's sad, but it's not, like, separating immigrants from their families sad and, like, Laid the oh, smack no. down. And he's like, and now Cody's my favorite. <laughs> they've been, he's Aww. been favorites with her for 15 episodes. So that's definitely longer than the rest of us three. Very so. true. Very yeah. true. That's cool. That's cool, Dr. Elman. Hope you pass your classes. Thanks, Elman. I love <laughs> you, Elman. <laughs> You heard it first, straight from the upside down. I am not editing that out. That is staying. Yeah, his own upside down shadow. I I love it. I can't wait until we start making merch, and then whatever Cody says, like whatever her quote is, just gonna be like, like the some of the same letter dragged out. <laughs> that should be on the soundboard. Cody didn't get to hear the soundboard. I guess she will in the new episode, right? 
No, I, so I had to edit a lot of it out because you can't hear. Oh, it's gotcha. very confusing, but I kept some of it in. I think Jer's working on adding some stuff, making it pretty, and like hopefully making it externally available, which would be fun to let oh. people use our oh. soundboard. Oh. I'm not. Do you guys want to hear my vet catastrophe? My vet catastrophe story? It's a, oh, yeah, yeah. So as long as it ends in positive news. Yeah, no one's dead. It's cool. Okay. <laughs> um, so Sif was due for his annual shots, which is great, except his daycare will not let him go unless he's, like, up to date. And so, like, we had to figure out what to do with him Thursday and Friday until I could get him into the vet. Oh, no. It's fine. He's fine. Okay. Blood work great. Sif has all his shots now, but... He's going tomorrow. He just has been away from daycare for so long, and I feel bad, but he's, like, hyper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then Jir comes home, and we bought this stupid, that pretty litter kitty. That pretty pretty kid or litty. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad it's not me. <laughs> pretty litter. Okay, uh, that Cody recommended. Uh, I found the soundboard, Cody, if you want to hear it. Should we do that or should we do that later? Oh, no, you can do it now. Did I Okay, let me do the headphones. Do not drink Dr. talking, okay? Did you hear that? Mother blows soundboard. Jeez, it gets me every time. <laughs> All right, here's the next. Okay. Okay. Tight. 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 I never know. how it sounds like it is. And then last but not least. Honey bear loves cigarettes. Oh. Uh, listeners, if you're just tuning in, uh, my wonderful husband has been working on a soundboard of all the stupid things we say and making it available we're working on polishing it but there's your sample you got a little bit of a sample in last week's episode because i'm editing it right now it's a little confusing and i'm sorry it's really great to have dumb stuff you've said shoved right back into your face <laughs> oh at least it's not me going pretty litter like 35 times <laughs> <laughs> backwards edit all that out oh man oh man oh man mm-hmm. so Never... it's saturday and we recorded yes. last on wednesday mm-hmm. yeah how has everybody's few days been <laughs> i think it was dope i got really drunk thursday i knew it you were on the insta you always know if I'm on the damn Instagram, I have been drinking excessively. Um, yeah, any kind of social media, that's like a dead giveaway. Um, was the yeah. whiskey and uh, whatever ginger ale, was that you or was that Sasha? That was Sasha. Sasha. I was just drinking Blue Moon with my roommate. Yeah. Yeah, we watched, uh, we, okay, so it took us, like, five hours to watch the season finale of Orange is the New Black, <laughs> and by the time we did, I was too drunk. I only remember the very ending. 
So I gotta rewatch it. I was like, did this happen? I think it happened. And her roommate would be like, yeah, that 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 happened. I was like, okay, good, good. <laughs> Just making sure. Yeah, but yeah. extremely lifelike dreams. And so I'm like, did that happen? Oh man. You need the maggots. No. <laughs> I don't know if I've explained that in the podcast, but I don't know if today's the day. You have. It's cool. Dope. <laughs> I don't want to go through it's that story. again. <laughs> Handled. Check. Yeah, I guess the vet story short. Oh, it's yeah. Like we got that cat litter that tells you if like something's wrong with the cat, and it changed that color, and I guess I just like really didn't notice that it changed that color. Mm-hmm. And then Jer was like, hey, what does this color mean? And I was like, oh, shit. It means probably they have a UTI. And so, and then also, like, when we got back from California, like, we noticed that uh, Harvey had peed on the couch. Well, someone had peed on the couch. And they don't normally do that. And then I was like, well, shit. You know, that's typically a, a sign that they've got some kind of illness. So I take her to the vet. Also, it's Saturday morning, and I'm trying to get a vet appointment. My fucking god, that was the stupidest thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we finally find somewhere that had a cancellation. We take her in, and the vet's like, eh, of course her urine is acidic, like, right after you eat, it's alkaline, and if you've not eaten in a while, it's acidic. And I'm like, yep, that's to- totally makes sense. And she's like, cats don't really get UTIs. If they do, they've got, like, larger issues. And I was like, oh, shit. And she's like, well, we're going to do a blood thing anyway with her exam, so we'll see. And (laughs) then she was like, with girl cats, they just tend to be sensitive to routine changes. So anytime you leave the house, it stresses them out. They get inflammation, then higher counts of red and white blood cells, and it makes... Like, them, it makes it uncomfortable for them to pee. And I'm like, oh, my God. I leave the house a lot. (laughs) (laughs) My cats hate me. So now I just need to find someone to pet the cats all the time. It's cool. You know what? Hold on. I might be able to help. Okay. My resident cat dad uh, tweeted his favorite cat litter, and he has five. Shout out to the WTF pod with Mark Maron. (laughs) yeah i didn't know he was a cat guy but that explains a lot about why i like him he's obsessed yeah let's hear it let's hear the favorite cat litter let's see um cat litter with murder blows could it be tweets and replies yeah okay 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 um damn this man tweets so much Mm mm-hmm but we'll make sure to shout him out on our on our out one of the most famous podcasts he had fucking obama okay he uses uh world's best cat litter for multiple cats in the unscented red bag like he gets really irritated because he'll come home and there will be a kitten on his porch and he's like fuck now i have to adopt it Mm -hmm. so he like just constantly adopts cats oh i can't get mad at that yeah he even, in all of his merch, he has pictures of his cats. He's so funny. We started, Did I say this? We started watching Glow, and then 
Oh. Like, John wasn't really laughing at anything until it got to one of the first couple episodes of Mark Maron. Like, he's falling out of the ring, and he's like, what the fuck? But he's, like, tripping <laughs> over the rope. Uh-huh. And he, like, chuckled so hard. I was like, that's the name of his podcast. I wonder if that was, like, a blurb. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> you know, funny. when I went to see Mark Maron live, uh, yeah. he got on stage, and he was, like, getting his stool ready, and he had his notebooks, and he just dropped everything and put his face in his hands and then just screamed, oh my fucking God. And we were like, oh, is he okay? And he's like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? This is our fucking president. And like literally went (laughs) on a 30 minute tangent about how much he hated Donald Trump and how he was like, it's times like these, I'm just ready. I'm just ready to go. (laughs) And like, but then he felt so bad that he extended the show time like an extra 45 minutes because Aww. it was not planned. Had he it, just got upset. Hadn't Trump just won, too? Um, I or, think he had been, I think I went in February or March of last year. God, I don't even know. So How long has Trump been president? I just try and like sleep Almost for it all. Oh, God. That's like having a UTI for two years. No kidding. Oh, the end of that story. So basically they told us us nothing was wrong with Harvey, that she's probably prone to these flare-ups every time she gets stressed, which is great. I was like, same, sister. (laughs) Uh, Right. So we get in the car and we're on the way home, and Jer wants me to drive because I think I'm so stressed that, like, Harvey noticed it and was an awful cat on the way to the vet. So Jer hung out with Harvey because he's a calm, sweet angel while I drove, which is very unique for us because I never drive the car. But um, at some point, I guess she just got real uncomfortable and pooped in her bag. Oh. oh. And obviously trying to escape. (laughs) So my wonderful husband's holding a bag of cat shit Sorry for laughing. Why? That's it hilarious. Was awful what had happened. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, okay, hold on. It gets worse. Oh, no. <laughs> so I just rolled out on the windows. And I'm like, all right, sweet. <laughs> We're eight minutes from home. Just keep her in the back. We will dump her out and give her a bath. It's fine. <laughs> she gets sick from the smell of her own shit. <laughs> and she throws up all over him. No! Full belly contents. There's kibble everywhere. Oh my god. <laughs> all the windows are down. We're literally almost home. And he just screams out the window. I don't want kids. Fuck, I don't want kids. <laughs> oh my god. That's I think I think what accented that story so perfectly is as you were describing it, the last part, when Maisie said, oh no, she started to go into the upside down, so it was like, oh no. Oh, oh. oh <laughs> damn it. I'm just not going to talk. No. No, please do. Oh, man. Oh, fuck. And so that was my morning.
Ooh, sorry, Jeremiah. Sorry, Jer. Thanks for the soundboard. Okay. I just had a panic attack where I thought I was on mute from the last time we recorded wow. stuff. So oh, that would be perfect. That would be very on brand for us. <laughs> I thought I had a bad day because I had ants in my kitchen. Oh, but fucking ants. Oh. Yeah, but your story was way worse than my day. <laughs> yeah, I got ants in the kitchen. <laughs> but... This is awful, but to commit ant genocide, all you need to do is mix, like, a quarter cup of powdered sugar with a quarter cup of either baking soda or borax. And the worker ants put it directly in their path. The worker ants think that it's powdered sugar and they start taking it back to their nest. I have oh. both. I'm doing it right now. <gasps> yep. And they take it back to their nest and it kills the whole nest. I feel so bad. But yeah, that's how well, you Well, it's not ants. you can open the door and they'll all go outside. It's not true. Yeah. yeah. I got my car back. Yay, is it fixed? Oh my god. It sounds like I'm driving a whole new car. Yay. You know that loud ass fucking noise in the back that you can just hear and I'm just like, no, I just turned up the radio to full blast and I don't hear anything. No more. <laughs> I drove in silence today just to listen to it not make noise. Oh. Yes. <laughs> that was so nice. And it Okay. Okay. I'm not gonna say where i got this done because the guys are super nice they remembered who i was they were like very sympathetic with my situation but the last time i went to them for a brake change cost me three hundred dollars damn this is an audio podcast but my face is disgust three hundred dollars to get my brakes done and i was like what the fuck i put back like 150 because i thought that was being generous mm-hmm $300 and today I had a whole back like wheel bearing like a bunch of shit replaced it took them two and a half days to get it done and uh yeah it only cost me 400 which 400 is a lot but that makes sense for all that work but I was like what in yeah. the world like I wouldn't yeah. have even I mean my brakes were bad but could I have gotten it all for like 400 you know yeah. while you were down there <laughs> but uh but anyways my car's back i couldn't care less about anything else it's great it's gonna make moving knock on wood so much easier so yes two weeks t-minus i know it's crazy my, the whole way pennsylvania and the whole way back oh yeah and now your car's making a noise it got infected it hung out with my car and nothing major so we just deal with it be careful, though. That's what they said mine was. <laughs> now, granted, that was two years ago, and I've been driving on it since. The guy, too, he was like, have you been driving on it since the last time you brought it in? I was like, mm-mm, not much, just to work and back. <laughs> he was like, how far do you live from work? And I was like, mm, you know, like 30 minutes tops. And he was like, oh, okay, that's not bad. And I was like, God, if they check the mileage. Like, I drove to Nashville and mm. South Carolina and... Oh, oh, what world have we in? You hear that? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I was just like, is that a vape pit? Because that's a long one. <laughs> no, I was watching. <laughs> we got that you were washing, but. My. 
Oh no. Oh, farts. Yep. <laughs> you didn't get that last bit. You're upside down in again. I bet because you moved away from your router. We didn't get your bits. <laughs> didn't get your bits. <laughs> That's going on the soundboard. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, while we wait for her to get her bits, I'll tell you that <gasps> I listened to random episodes of What the Fuck or WTF. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't even know who he's interviewing. They're just great matter. episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whenever I see an interview, though, of somebody I don't know, I always Google so I can at least get a face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he's the one that did the interview with John Carpenter. And I was like, oh, I was so infatuated. There's one for you all to Google if you don't know who John Carpenter is. Thank you. Active Googling. He's the director of Halloween and The Thing. Sorry. You're okay. Sorry, I didn't mean Tiger got out of the cage. What, Maisie, you upside down? Oh shit! It's not important. This episode's gonna be hell. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Oh, he looks scary as hell, Violet. John Carpenter. Yeah, he's just an old man, just an old guy. Well, oh, just kidding. The first picture was just like eyebrows and long, split in the middle, black hair. Oh. From the my, my high school years. <laughs> you just triggered our goth phases. So our cameras are off, but I bought a very sleek notebook Ooh. to write my my crimes it sounds in. Hella sleek. I was about yeah. to say we got some asthma hardcore. Oh yeah. This is my murder blows sleek Ooh. notebook. <laughs> it comes with one of those like ribbon bookmarks that are so cool. Oh, my damn. Mm-hmm. But I want to put the murder blows decal on the front. Well, we need to get stickers. Plus a shout if you want to get a sticker. Because that would make getting stickers easier. Ooh. Yeah. Yes. True, true. Tweet us if you would like a sticker. Of the logo. Of the logo. <laughs> Was I in the upside down? In my ears? A little, just a, a little, little bit, bit, but... I figured with me repeating it, it would be fine. <laughs> Don't forget that I'm not on camera anymore and I keep making faces that you guys can't see. <laughs> Are we ready for Violet's case? Oh, Yay! I feel like know we've been recording for 36 minutes but i feel like we're jumping into it but i am ready i think so too okay so i'm gonna do this a little backwards yay backwards because it's a well-known case but i'm not gonna tell you guys if you know what it is or do we raise our hands can you give candy corn if we are the first to guess oh man I'm not going to tell you, you'll just know when I announce it at the very end of the story. I wrote it in a way to where it shouldn't give it away unless you know the case, like, you know, uh, until literally one of the last sentences. So You're giving me goosebumps and I am silently screaming. I'm yes. so excited. <laughs> I did it. I was like, okay, so I will have to preface that uh, 
this is a case that I feel like you guys are going to be shocked in the direction that I side on. Ooh. Um, this case makes me very, very fucking angry. <laughs> I, I am not going to... The only sources that I used were biography.com, wikipedia.com, and my years and years and years and years of admiration uh, for... Or not admiration, just obsession in this case. Okay, okay. Um, Is it West so, Memphis 3 or Eileen Warnos? Uh, I'm not going to tell you because okay. that's the game. Damn it. <laughs> but but <laughs> when you just guess without a hearing. Yeah. <laughs> but those are the but, two things she's obsessed with. But, uh, oh boy. Um, I'm so excited for this, actually. Uh, but. But that being said, this case does make me very, very, very upset. It pisses me off. I was watching documentaries on YouTube, and I wanted to give them credit, but I hated them so fucking much that I'm not going to. Oh, yeah! <laughs> um, so this is the case of Ronald DeFeo Jr. Oh. Okay. Not any I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, damn, Maisie's already got it. I know, I was like, fuck up. Well, I was, either way, it doesn't matter. Um, okay. I am not gonna Google. I am gonna pop open. Oh, where is it? My Blue Moon pumpkin beer. I forgot to go to the store to get pumpkin beer. I have to text Jeremiah. I wonder if he wants to go to the store to get beer. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Did you Google it? Okay. So I literally yesterday listened to a podcast and I was like, holy fuck, that name sounds familiar. And I remembered what it was about. Damn it. All right. Well, I'm not going to say it though, but my goodness, I'm so excited. Just act surprised. <laughs> Wait, I did they surprised. like this episode recently? No, it was an old one. Oh, I was going to say, are we like on the same vibe here? But no. Okay. Are we ready? I'm gonna take okay. I was like, I'm gonna take that overwhelming silence as a yes. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought I don't know. I thought I cut out. <laughs> no, you're okay. You're okay. <laughs> okay, so Ronnie DeFeo Jr., better known as Butch. Uh I should know I didn't put his name as Butch in my notes, but uh so I thought it sounded silly. But anyways, uh was born on September 26, 1951 in Brooklyn, New York. DeFeo was the oldest of five born to Ronald and Luis. Ronald Sr. was a car salesman at his father's Buick dealership. He provided the family with a comfortable upper-middle-class lifestyle, but also had a very domineering authority figure personality, sorry, wow, and often directed his abuse to his wife and eldest son, Ronnie. Uh, Ronald Jr.'s abuse also bled into his time at school, where he constantly suffered bullying due to being overweight. As Ronnie got older, he began fighting back, mostly against his father, and was taken to a psychiatrist. He often refused to participate in the therapy and eventually stopped going. <sighs> in an attempt... What were you going to say, Maisie? I'm sorry. I was going to say, don't do that! In an attempt to bargain with their son, his parents bought him a $14,000 speedboat. Okay, so I think I know what it is. I'm going to write my answer down. And take a picture of it and then send it to you at the end you can, of the episode. You can just pitch out your answer and I'm not going to tell you if it's yet right or not. I'm going to say Amnon Am 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 Am
an enemy. An enemy. Amnitiful. Oh my god, what's happening? I'm not even gonna. You know what I mean. I hate this because I'm gonna have to leave this part in. The amnitiful horror story. The house. Where are you getting the N? I don't know. All right. Am, am, amity. Amity? Oh, there we go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> that's how you say it. Yeah. Tight. I gotta tell you if that's it or not. But that's how you tight, say it. Tight. Okay, but that's my guess. Okay. Right oh my god. Uh, the tactic of paying Ronnie off on good behavior only made things worse as he became an LSD and heroin user and was expelled for a violent outburst at 17. In spite of his behavior, Ronald Sr. offered his eldest son a spot at his grandfather's dealership. Because what else do you do with a drug addict? You fucking give him a job. <sighs> his father even added a weekly stipend. Uh, to his salary, despite his poor attendance and weak job performance. I just gave a big old shit about uh, reinforcing negative behavior at my job a couple weeks ago, and I'd just like this to be known. Um, <laughs> during an... Uh, okay, the conflicts between Ronnie and his father continued to escalate. During an argument, he attempted to shoot his dad with a 12-gauge shotgun and even pulled the trigger at point-blank range, but the gun malfunctioned. In 1974, he started venting irritations from what he believed as a meager salary from his family's business. In late October, the dealership entrusted him with the responsibility of depositing $20,000 into the bank. Ronnie planned a mock robbery with a friend and agreed to split the money evenly with him. The plan succeeded for the most part until police showed up at the dealership to question the eldest DeFeo child. Instead of calmly answering the questions, he began acting out in rage. He refused to comply with officers to come back to the station to check out mugshots of suspects and even threatened to kill his father for his own suspicions. On the night of November 13, 1974, at 6.30 p.m., Ronnie DeFeo Jr. entered Henry's Bar in Long Island and began screaming, You gotta help me. I think my mother and father are shot. A couple of people followed him back to the house, confirming his claims. A man by the name of Joe Yeswit made the 911 call. Bless up, Joe. <laughs> um, police showed up and found Ronald DeFeo Sr., 44, Louis, De Louis DeFeo, sorry, 42, Dawn, 18, Allison, 13, Mark, 12, and John Matthew, 9 years old, dead. All of the victims had been shot with a 35 caliber rifle around 3 a.m. of the same time of that day. The parents had been shot twice while the children had received single shots. Evidence suggests that Luis DeFeo and her daughter Allison were awake at the time of their deaths. According to the Suffolk County Police, they were all found lying face down on their stomachs in bed. The DeFeos had occupied the house at 112 Ocean Avenue since purchasing it in 1965. Ronnie was then taken into protective police custody after suggesting to police officers that the killings had been carried out by a mob hitman by the name of Louis Fellini. However, the alleged hitman had an alibi and he was like out of town, confirmed 100%. Um, and a box for a 35 caliber rifle was found in Ronnie DeFeo's room in the basement. Uh, wow, my handwriting. <laughs> um, the next morning, he confessed to the murder, saying, Once I started, I just couldn't stop. He went so fast. 
I went so it went so fast. There's my dyslexia kicking in. He admitted that he had taken a bath, redressed, and ditched his bloody clothing and the weapon before going to work as usual after the murders. DeFeo's trial began on October 14, 1975, and mounted an affirmative defense of insanity, claiming that he killed his family in self-defense because the voices in his head were plotting against him. This was supported by Dr. Daniel Schwartz and Dr. Harold Zolan, saying that although he abused heroin and LSD, he suffered from antisocial personality disorder, even though he was aware of his actions at the time of the crime. There we go. Wow. <laughs> on November 21st, 1975, DeFeo was found guilty on six counts of second-degree murder, followed by a sentencing on December 4th, 1975, to six concurrent sentences of 25 to life. He is currently held at the Sullivan Correctional Facility in the town of Fallsburg, New York. Over the years, he has changed his story numerous times, including the scenario that his sister Dawn, the 18-year-old, acted as an accomplice, and after he murdered the parents, Don killed the siblings, claiming that they were witnesses. But he still has yet to come up with a reason why she was shot and put in the same position. <sighs> the DeFeo house remained empty for 13 months before George and Kathy Lutz moved in during December 18, 1975, with their children Daniel, 9, Christopher, 7, and Melissa, 5. They unfortunately, unfortunately, the family would only occupy the house for 28 days due to alleged, alleged, damn it, <laughs> due to alleged demonic activity. The Lutz's stories became known as the Amityville Horror, published on September 13th, 1977. So, you're I right. Hold my celebration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The reason why I wanted to burn through that, like nobody's business, is because to me, what's upsetting about this case, not only did he murder 100% his pretty much entire family, is that there is a vast majority of the population that 100% believes that, uh, one, even if Ronnie DeFeo is guilty that his father possessed him and that his father is the problem. He, I watched an interview with him today, like Ronnie DeFeo himself claiming that his father possessed him to do all these murders and all this shit. And the only way that he would feel at peace is if someone went to his grave and had a, an exorcism and sent him back to hell. I don't think that's how that works. Yeah, I don't either, but he's a fucking heroin addict, so... True. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't in any shape, form, or fashion even believe that the Amityville horror is real. Bummer. <laughs> um, this is not a popular opinion, though, in a lot of uh, the paranormal community, which is why I picked this case, because it is something I'm very passionate about. Because I not only think that Ronnie DeFeo is a shitbag uh, for killing his family, and then there A&E does a lot of documentaries on this. And one of them that I watched today, like I said, that I'm not going to give any credit for, and I don't think you should watch it because it's infuriating. 
is a psychic has been interviewing him and talking to him and she does this documentary with Annie where she goes to the house and goes to all these familiar locations and says that she sees one Don committing the murders with him. Sick. Yeah. Like it, it's really disgusting. Like it, it's so infuriating because I know that he doesn't have any family left fucking shot all of them, but like gross that he's still claiming that he's completely innocent for one. And he claims innocence by demonic possession. And then at the end of it, like to rub salt in my, my steadfast atheistic wounds, the, the psychic tells him, the police, all these judges, that his father was possessed by the devil. And when his father died, it went into Ronnie DeFeo. Listen, the devil and the Lord work in mysterious ways, apparently, but I don't think that's one of them. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, no. I agree. And I think what rubs more salt and more wounds is that uh, I was a big believer of the Amityville Horror as a kid because I read the book and watched the movie and that was all I was allowed to do as far as, like, any research goes. I also didn't have the internet or anything, you know, when I was a kid. Uh, congrats, future generations. It was harder to learn about this shit. So I was like, that's so crazy. It's but I mean, when you're a kid and you hear based off of a true story, you're like, oh, one fucking hundred percent. Um, okay, my history with the Mothman and uh, the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, like, Blair Witch Project had a very shitty, like, shoddy website that took an hour to load, but it was worth it because it was cool. Um, but yeah, there's, there's all sorts of stuff like that. But then as I got older and I did more research and what really put the nail in the coffin for me was there's this amazing documentary that I will reference and I haven't watched it in years, but this is the reason, one of the reasons I am very passionate about this case is, uh, it's called my Amityville horror, I think. And it's about, uh, Daniel Lutz, one of the kids talking about, how he is 100% convinced that the house is haunted. And spoiler alert, during all of this, he starts to kind of piece together how abusive his father was and that his father really, his father and mother kind of pushed the children and would scare them into believing that the house was haunted. So they essentially, like, tormented their children so they could get a fucking book deal. And I guarantee you, they knew all about the DeFeo murders and the fact that George Lutz kind of looked like Ronnie DeFeo. And I bet that, like, a thousand bucks that they knew all this information, they put their kids in a haunted house and had seen other people get fucking loaded off of it, you know, off of this satanic panic and ghost stories and demonic possession and they made a killing off of it. They're still making fucking Amityville movies. Granted, I've watched them all. <laughs> but, like, this case upsets me very much because you know, you guys know, 100% I'm always like, is it ghosts? Is it demons? <laughs> but this is not one of them. <laughs> nope. I am very steadfastly like, 
this place is not haunted. There's too much information. It is a good book. It's very cool. It's very creepy. It's very scary. The movie's scary. Except for the Ryan Reynolds adaptation. That fucking sucks. Ryan, Ryan no. I love Ryan Reynolds, but that movie sucked. <laughs> oh. Are you ready for our thoughts and opinions? Oh, yeah. So, this one really fucks me up. So, first thing, the only reason why I knew this case off the name was... Um, I actually listened to a podcast about it while I was running my half. And so, like, anything I did during those three and a half hours, well, I think I finished in three hours. So, anything I did in those three hours, I remember, like, every second. (laughs) It's crazy because of the podcast I was listening to. And so, I think what really sticks out to me is the fact that they recognize that this kid had behavioral issues and they chose to reward negative behavior like you said and none of the other kids had issues quite the same and it was the the oldest right the oldest son yeah yeah and so when you think about nature versus nurture and those kinds of actions that you take especially with an oldest which you know just psychologically are born with different tendencies once they have brothers and sisters um it's just it's just so fucked up because they knew it, they saw it, and they let it happen, basically. And I know being a parent fucking sucks sometimes, but, like, sometimes your kid needs jail time. And when they were doing heroin at 17, that was one of those times. From the money that they gave him because they were like, oh, he behaves better when he has things to do, so we'll send him out on the town with his friends. And it, like... (sighs) This shit just upsets me so much, and I I was literally like, this man killed six people, and they're still making, like, people making buku bucks off of it. And I mean, I'm I'm guilty. I own three copies of the goddamn Amityville horror movie. (laughs) Like, I really do. I, it's a fine piece of cinema. (laughs) But at the same time, like, the more and more research, every single time I watch something on this case, and anyone that's like, Many have uh, chosen to disprove it, but I'm just like, no, there's no buts about it. I'm the biggest fucking, one of the biggest, like, oh, definitely ghosts. I hear a weird noise in my house and I think it's haunted. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you right now that the Warrens went in there, said it wasn't haunted. Now, granted, they changed their mind and that's why they put it at the beginning of Conjuring 2. (sighs) But, like, it's just... Like you said, there's just way too many bifactors uh, that that point that he's fucking guilty. Like, 100%. Also, LSD causes you to hear voices in your head. That's like a common thing. No fucking kidding. Being <laughs> too tired causes you to hear voices. Yeah, I was telling uh, somebody the other day, they were like, do you have this... What is it? It was like tunnel vision. And I was like, mm-hmm. is that when you're going down a road and you just see the road? And then sometimes I'll see uh, like a shadow out of the corner of my eye and think it's a person running in the middle of the, of the street, but it's just a mailbox. Mm-hmm. And they were like, I don't know if that's tunnel vision. And I was like, well, I have it. But that doesn't mean that like, oh, I don't know. It doesn't mean I'm possessed by a demon. Nope. <laughs> but... Anyways, I said I was going to get heated about this case because I was I was sitting in my room trying to pack and I was just getting angry because I was listening to this psychic being like, 
Ronnie DeFeo is innocent. I was just like, you dumbass. Like, and then when are we going to admit that whether or not you act quote unquote under possession, like you still committed a crime? Okay, so that's something else I am kind of in agreement with because like a big thing for me is is like uh okay do you guys remember last episode when i sent you those pictures and it was the when you see it i recognized the little boy in the hallway one but i couldn't figure out where it's from the the one of the first investigations with the lutzes at the amityville house and it's thank you yeah but but that being said like, even still, yeah, I might believe that the house is haunted, but I do not believe that, one, it possessed Ronnie. Okay, so then, then uh, later on down the line, while the Lutzes were doing all this research, quote-unquote, on their house, after they got their book deal, they found out that it was the house was built on Indian burial grounds. Okay, you, me, and the poltergeist, though. Like, stop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, all right, I get it. Like, I, I do think that maybe the house, maybe, maybe the house is haunted. But that being said, there also hasn't been any, any, like, note of paranormal activity since the Lutzes moved out. Convenient. So... <laughs> I just I, I I mean oh give me any day I will I will I would love to record a Ouija board spirit box session of murder blows in that damn house <laughs> I'd do it all day every day and if something pops up dope answer my questions but Ronnie DeFeo is guilty as shit he was a heroin addict and a nightmare and his parents reinforced his shitty ass. Oh, okay. I'm done. I'm done for real. <laughs> Maisie, what did you think of it? <laughs> so, I, something crazy happened. Can you hear me okay? Mm-hmm. Something crazy happened while you were telling the story, Violet. It was like, you were in the upside down, but nobody else was reacting. So I think it was just because I was in the upside down. But you were talking, and then you started talking really fast, like, blah, 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 blah. and I was like, oh, my <laughs> God, what's happening? And she haunted. Okay, wow. Oh, wow, turns, twists and turns. <clears throat> so, yeah. I completely agree with Violet on this, like, 100%. I'm not as angry, but I completely <laughs> agree. There. I think I was just, I get so heated about it because I, I, I mean, I loved this book and movie as a kid. And then like, it's almost like, uh, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Right. And I was like a steadfast believer in this case. And I was like, you can't prove it. And then like, here I am with the age of the internet. And I'm like, you know what? You kind of can fucking prove it. <laughs> Except for right now, because it's sending Maisie to the Upside Down. Yeah, WTF Upside Down. It makes me feel better, though. I'm not the only one. You sound great. <laughs> this is the clearest you've come through in weeks. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I don't know, that one time that we did it at the very beginning of the month, it was so clear. Oh, yeah, because my data was renewed. So, 
Maisie said, okay, the story is fucked up. Of course he did it. People need something to blame because they can't wrap their mind around one man systematically taking out an entire family, especially children. It's fucked, but it's fascinating. They yeah. flip their fucking bodies over. So that's, so that's my thing. His story changed so much that at one point he said that, uh, oh, it was, it was just me. I did it. Like, he confessed to the police after saying that a hitman did it. Yeah, what the fuck? And then he yeah, changed his it. his dad have, like, really weird mob connections? I mean, he worked for a Buick dealership, so maybe. So, yeah, totally. <laughs> but, but even still, you know, like, I don't know. Like, why would they kill all of them except for him? <laughs> um, but uh, another thing, too, is, like, he so he said it was just him and then he said it was him and his sister and then he threw out two other names at first he was like oh there's two other people and then they offered him a plea deal if he could come up with any evidence proving the two people so he gave the names that was misproved like disproven one of the people didn't even actually fucking exist or live ever in the same town he just picked a name out of a hat And then, like, to hear him in these interviews, too, like, claim innocence and, like, blame his father on all of this. He's like, you want to commit or you want to charge someone for murder? My old man's the murderer, really. He murdered everything. And he did that to the Lutz kids. Like, all this shit. So I haven't seen the movies. Original's really good. <laughs> all right. Is it Sasha watchable? Yeah, it's, so it's, like, late 70s horror Oh, uh, so it's a little corny, um, but it's got Josh Rowland's dad and uh, the woman from the Lois and Clark Superman TV show. Um, it yeah, it's it's actually really creepy. Uh, it may not be now, but it it it's the type of movie that freaks me out, but not necessarily everyone else. Mm. Um, but no, it it's really really good. Uh, but it's also filled with flies. <laughs> oh no! Wait, did you say lies or flies? Both, actually. That's hilarious that he misheard oh, no. me. Yeah. yeah, there's a whole scene with a priest and locked in this room. <laughs> That's terrifying. Lies and flies. Both. And we've named the episode. Yep. <laughs> I was like, "That's beautiful." Flies, flies, and the upside down. <laughs> um, Has anyone uh, lived in the house since then? Oh, yeah, tons of people. It it was up for sale a couple of years ago, and I think someone bought it and is turning into a bed and breakfast. So if you Hell ever, yeah. ever want to take a trip up to Long Island, you let me know. I know exactly Ooh. where we can stay. <laughs> Nervous. <laughs> I just don't think... So a big thing that they like claim makes the story real for the Lutz family is that uh which like I said, yeah, little kids could very well haunt that place. Mm -hmm. But they bought the house with uh the old furniture. So like one of the daughters, I think her name's Christine. Um uh Melissa, the youngest daughter of Melissa slept in the same bed that uh Allison slept in the 13 year old. They didn't move the bed 
It was the bed frame. Sorry. Okay. So bed frame, same room, uh, same chairs. Like they would say that George Lutz really liked to uh, tend to the fire in Ronnie DeFeo's old chair. And he experienced like spikes of anger uh, at certain times of night. So he would wake up at 3.15 every night, uh, really hot and or really cold. And he would say that he needed to to heat the house more, even in, you know, even if it was fine. Ooh, we got double Maisie's. <gasps> Maisie. Okay. Maisie's moving. Yeah, I'm doing it on my phone now, like an Oh, I was like, you got your camera working. <laughs> no, I'm not that good. You did, though, but <laughs> in essence. Finescence. But... Cool. Finescence. Sorry. Evanescence? Definitely Evanescence. Don't Always grab Evanescence. me. Well, this episode's going to be so fun to listen back to because I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> Great. And I keep saying that I'm done and that I'm secretly not done. Plot twist. And I keep talking more about it. <laughs> so. Yeah, that was super weird. Did you just read what I typed out? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I figured that's what I wanted you to do. Good, good, good. And that's how I feel about that. Mm. <laughs> I just, like, I love my brothers and sisters and so like the idea that he just killed them all i don't know i think the thing that sticks with me is motive for that story so i'm yeah. ignoring the fact that he was possessed um i know did he stand again inheritance so the police did ask or he apparently asked someone his his father's insurance officers how to collect his father's insurance when he passed away when he did jesus christ yeah That's what i the mean internet is for he's a fucking well he's a like he's a walking motive mm -hmm. i mean he's a troubled kid with a lot of mental health issues that were never diagnosed because he refused to go and his parents fed into it instead of like you know like really really pushing for it they were just like oh here have a fourteen thousand dollar boat like, I just... Yeah. It sounded like they didn't want to take care of him because they didn't know how, so they just crammed, like, Might they... get the problem? Yeah, they just threw things to occupy his time, in essence. Maybe if he's out at the movies with his friends, out of the pictures, he won't go beat up people and yell at his dad. But my thing, what got me is I've never heard the story of him in the living room uh, threatening to shoot his father and pulling the trigger at point blank range. I'd never heard that before until today. And I was like, how is it, how is it even a mystery that he did it? Well, I know you probably, can you hear me okay? I'm like paranoid now. <clears throat> yeah, you're good. Okay. I know you probably talked about this, but I think one of the reasons I want to, I said it. In the text, I 100% think that he did it, obviously. Um, I think one of the reasons people really hang on to the paranormal thing is because he systematically went and shot everyone, was it, like, in the head? And nobody, like, seemed to get up or tried to fight him or whatever. Like, it was just like, how did six people all just lay there? I don't know. But, like, so my... So my theory go from room to room so fast. So my theory is they found evidence that the mother and one of the daughters was awake, I think. 
And my theory is that he shot the dad first. And then the mother woke up. And I mean, when you hear that noise, you just startle out of bed. Right. So he probably shot her, shot them both twice. <laughs> and, you know, just like flipped over the bodies, like, and then went into the room. And my guess is, my guess is they were all awake and they weren't sure what the noise was. Right. Maybe they were used to it. The house layout is really funky. Um, as far as like the children, you know, like the famous, you've seen pictures of the house, right? Yeah. Looks like with, a thing. The, with the windows. Yeah. So the children slept up in that attic. Yeah. And then uh, Ronnie slept in the basement and the parents were on the middle floor in essence. Um, and my theory is that, like I said, he shot the dad, the mom woke up, he shot her. And then he went upstairs and started shooting. I mean, he said it went so fast. And if their beds are all in a line, you just go. Right. I know that's really dark, but my guess is they were all awake and just too scared to do anything. Well, yeah. What because else would you do? And, and I mean, they've lived in this house where their parents and their brother fight all the fucking time. Yeah. So. That's so sad. But I think that, I mean, I don't think it's paranormal, but I think that's one of the reasons people... Hang on yeah. to the paranormal thing. Besides, like I said, just not wanting to put a face besides yeah. the devil <laughs> to yeah. someone that could do that. And I mean, and I, I weren't, I wasn't, I'm not sure if you were here, but I, I said the, the house very well maybe haunted by like the kids or whatever, you know, like I'm not saying that things don't linger there, but I do right. not think that the Lutz family experienced all that they did. And I, I think that was a money grab. I think that was a cash grab. Now, this might be a dumb question. Is the house still standing? Oh, yeah. Uh, I was telling, uh, I guess you were gone for that. It's a bed oh, and breakfast God, now. Sorry. No, you're no, okay. Not. Oh, it is. my God. It's a bed and breakfast. We have, we have to stay there. Oh, yeah. I want to. One <laughs> did we already go hundo. We did. One hundo. Like, I, I would be down. One, it's a beautiful part of town. <laughs> it's not like inner city. It's like out on the lakeside. I mean, the house sits on a lake. It's in the backyard. Yeah. I'm into it. It's beautiful. Wait, Sasha, look up place. Visit. I mean, I kind of was talking to Jer about a, a, a spoopy road trip. So. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Which would be cheaper for all of us on the East Coast. <laughs> what? But, yeah, I think I could, I could stay in a haunted B&B. That's cool. Mm-hmm. You know what we should start. So I've been learning about there's a new. Hold on, guys are from the meeting. There's a show on Netflix called Dark Tourism. Oh um, yeah, I want to watch what? that. Jer loves it. I watched it last night. It spooks me the fuck out, but it's like really cool. So the episode I watched, of course, was about Japan. Like we were, we were gonna hang out. I was gonna read. He was gonna watch TV. It was gonna be real sweet. And he turns on this episode. And so what they do is they go to these parts of Japan that were affected by the tsunami. And the tsunami essentially rocked a um, nuclear power plant and caused some radiation waves. So it's, like, now definitely not safe to live there. So they explored, like, all of that area. And then they um, explored the suicide forest. And then they explored uh, this, like, random island that was... They were mining, and then the mine ran dry, and everyone evacuated the island in, like, 12 hours. It was, like, nuts. Even though, like, I don't know, I guess because there's no jobs, but it was, like, super crazy. But, dark tourism. Sounds like fun. Want to plan scary trip. 
the end of story. Please. I was just looking up a hotel in Atlanta. And you can stay in room 414 of the Marshall House. And it's supposedly one of the most haunted hotels in America. I'm in. And then we can stay at the Cecil. Knock it off our list. Yeah. See? We got to start at the Reed House when it's, like, actually done being remodeled. Is that in Chattanooga, right? It is. Yeah. One of my favorite see? cities to visit. And Charleston has a ton of haunted places. Hell and then we got to go to Nolens. Oh, <laughs> yes. yes, we do. <laughs> Just because I want to go to Nolens. They probably hate yeah. people say it like that. I don't care. I say I San Fran. It. Sorry. San Fran. <laughs> I say San Fran. <laughs> That's not cool. It's cool, though. <laughs> Doesn't bother me any. I'm going to act like this is a casual... I didn't just pee, change my laundry, and get two more beers. I lied. I got two instead of one. I don't like getting up as much. And I drink them so fast they stay cold. But why did you lie the first time? Who gives a fuck? I don't know. Have you seen the Amityville Horror movie? Me? Yeah. Yes. Not the one with Ryan Reynolds? Okay, but I saw the OG one, then I saw the Ryan Reynolds one. That's fine, that's fine. As long as you saw the original. I don't want you to be like, oh my god, the one with Chloe Moretz Grace where she stands on top of the house is so scary. (laughs) That happens. Fucking Chloe Moretz Grace is like five years old, and she's standing on the top of the damn house. Ryan Reynolds is freaking out. You know the only reason? No, that's objectifying him. Never mind. I'm objectifying him. I know, but he's like real shirtless and cuts a lot of wood. I mean, I'm not mad about it. <laughs> You're like, don't objectify, but... <laughs> yes, and? <laughs> I'm gonna give it a whirl. <laughs> yes, and? Don't give it a whirl, though. It's dumb. It's the only... It is the only movie, not just horror movie, only movie I've ever walked out of. Ooh. The Ryan Reynolds Amityville War? Yep, I walked out. I fucking hated it so much. Our good friend Danielle walked out of Ready Player One, and I'm so proud of her. Good job. Good job. Well, Uh-oh. so the Lutz family uh, also had a German Shepherd mix named Harry, which Aww. in the original, the walls start bleeding and everything starts going to shit. And George Lutz gets his family in the car and starts driving away and realizes he's left the dog behind. Oh, so hell no. He fucking runs back into the house to save the dog. Spoiler alert. <laughs> He runs back into the house to save the dog and gets the dog. In the Ryan Reynolds remake, he fucking axe murders the dog in the boathouse. Yeah. The the dad? Yeah. yeah. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I walked oh the fuck God. out. Yeah. I was sitting in the theater and all my friends were like, this is so scary. And I was like, I'm done. <laughs> I walked out. I was not scared. I thought it was really dumb. I thought it was bad. They had, oh, they went so hard on this Indian burial ground in the remake. But yeah, I walked out. I bailed. I was like, I don't fucking care what happens anymore. (laughs) Oh my God. That's like, I think I'm going to throw up. (laughs) That was awful. It's just, it's just shock value. Like they just did it to shock the audience. Congratulations. You shocked me right out of a $7 ticket. I'm shook out. Where do you go see movies where tickets are seven dollars? This was back in two thousand five. <laughs> I think that's when they came out. So, so... <laughs> I was gonna say, what are we excited about this week? But 
It's been four days. Um, let's see. <laughs> What's I'm on? excited to truly listen to this episode for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do advice instead? Yeah. Oh, but <laughs> I got some advice. Don't give your kid a $14,000 speedboat when he's doing heroin and LSD. No, I'm just kidding. That should be a whole <laughs> I mean, message. That's valid, though. <laughs> yeah, that's my sermon. Um, I have a great one. Maybe not great. When you're hungover, uh, my cure-all, advice cure-all, is Gatorade and Midol. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Might all has caffeine in it. And I know a lot of naysayers say that caffeine does not help your hangovers, but it helps me massively. Uh, at least to get me going. And then the electrolytes replace all the fucking bullshit out of your body that you've lost when you're drinking. It just works for me. So give it a whirl. Like Boys, it. girls, anyone. <laughs> To top that, or to top, not to top that. Oh my god, I'm not an asshole. Uh, to add to that, uh, preventative care. So if you know you're going to be drinking, sometimes we all make grown-up decisions and they're not the best ones for us. Uh, if you know you're going to be drinking, get yourself um, some, oh, what are they called? I'm drinking one right now because I've had three drinks. Uh, they are, oh, rehydration powders or packets. So I really, really, really like the Noon Brown brand. It's N-U-U-N. Uh, and they come in tablets. You dissolve it in a bottle of water. It gives you a lot of vitamins and electrolytes and can help prevent some hangovers. I also take some ibuprofen before I go to bed or during my third or fourth drink. Damn. I need a pocket sauce. Pocket sauce, you should con with us. I've got all of these things in my bag. It's true. It's great. And then I can finally gender bend Khal Drogo. One day. Please. I'll be I'll be a Khaleesi. I'm over my blonde wig fear. You have a fear? Why? I was supposed to be Khaleesi like three years ago. I bought a wig. I put it on. Had a mental breakdown. I didn't wear a blonde wig until last year. But it's cool. It's cool. And then she looked freaking amazing in yeah. it. Yeah. I like blonde hair. I've actually dyed most of my hair blonde now because of that, but that's cool. I know. I want just to, like, straight up bleach my hair because I have those dark-ass eyebrows. But this is the look. We're going to go for it, but I don't want to damage it. It's probably the healthiest it's ever been. <laughs> oh, my hard work is going to be reversed. Yeah. Um, advice. Advice. I don't know. Um, okay. So, Wednesday, on the day we recorded, I had, like, eight things to do. And it was, like, eight things in different places. And that's not normal for me. Um, I usually have a pretty uh, routine day. And when I had, like, eight other things to do, and none of them are work, but I had to be here at a certain time, and here at a certain time, and here at a certain time. When... Literally the night before, I almost had a panic attack because I kept thinking about all the things I had to do, and it just super stressed me out when I thought about them as a whole. So on Wednesday morning when I was, like, going to my first thing, I really just – this is so dumb, and probably everybody probably does this, but I just had to take a good, like, five seconds and take a deep breath and just 
tackle everything one at a time and not look at everything like I have to do blah, 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 blah today. Like, I'm going to do this. Next, I want to do this. Finished it. And it was all fine. And none, none of it was ever as bad as I thought it was going to be. But so if you're feeling overwhelmed with something you have to do and you feel like you're on a time crunch, just take a deep breath and just do one thing at a time. I mean, you'll get through it. I promise. That's it. Yeah, I'm pretty notorious for that, especially like when I'm con crunching or doing cosplay or even with this whole moving thing. Like, I mean, if I didn't have, honestly, if I didn't have Sasha, like I'd still be a mess. Yeah. Because I was like, I got to get my car fixed. I got to pack. And then I have to take all this stuff that I packed to the storage unit. But I can't do that until I get my car fixed. And then when I get to the storage unit, I have to organize the storage unit. So when Sasha gets there next week or in two weeks, we can just move everything so elegantly. And then we have to go to Nashville. And then we have to move this up. Like, yeah, I do that. Yeah, yeah. With everything. I overwhelm myself. Because nine times out of ten, it runs so smoothly. Except for cosplay. But that's (laughs) because... It sounds like Contacts, a the mint doesn't work like you think it should. Nope. But yeah, that's mine. Dope. Cody? Mm, I don't really have any advice, and I've been sitting here thinking. Um, The only advice I have, which this really sucks, but if you have old people in your life, say goodbye to them whenever they leave. Because you might not get to say goodbye to them ever. I think that's actually a solid piece of advice. Super solid. Yeah. Sorry, it's super sad, but it's it's really good advice. I always I always tell people to be safe. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. Always say goodbye. Be safe. Yeah. Yeah. To everybody all the time. Shout out to my coworker that. Uh, when I was training for my half, he was like, hey, be safe. And I may or may not have gotten on my feminist soapbox and said, why are you only saying that? Because I'm a girl. <laughs> and he was like, oh. And I was like, no, you should tell that to everybody. And so he started doing it to everybody. And it's the cutest thing. He leaves work. He's like, bye, be safe. <laughs> That's cute. And I also understand, I don't know, I... I get, I guess I get that way though with my female friends. What, who was it the other day that was like, oh, I just have to walk to my car. It's across here. And I was like, bring Mace. <laughs> I don't remember who it was, but it's recently. But I would tell men to bring Mace too. Carry Mace. <laughs> just be safe. Be aware of your surroundings. Don't talk on the phone while you walk in the dark. Keep one earbud out. Yep. That's that's advice I need to follow because I get like really bad anxiety when I go grocery shopping or go to Walmart and I turn my headphones up as loud as possible. Aww. So whenever I go to Publix, there's always some nice ass man trying to ask me if I'm finding everything okay. I'm just staring aggressively at something trying to decide <laughs> if I have a coupon for it or not loaded onto my card. And he's always like, excuse me, ma'am. And I'll be like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah to be fair there was a girl at trader joe's today and she whatever she was listening to she was really into it because she was literally standing in the middle of an aisle i was just like there's four people trying to get around you right now <laughs> can we make a decision <laughs> oh, that is that is me as fuck i'll like 
I spent so long, but my thing is like, <laughs> I was trying to decide which uh, healthy choice steamers I wanted for the week. And I know microwave meals aren't good for you. I don't buy them because they're healthy choice. I buy them because I have a two for four coupon. <laughs> <laughs> but, and they're easy. Uh, but I had the door open just leaning and I was just staring at all the different choices like forever and then I'd put one into my basket and be like no Ugh. <laughs> advice number two don't get the healthy choice steamer Cajun chicken and shrimp it's not good Ew. Ew. I decided to steam shrimp no thanks I thought the shrimp was going to be the problem but the chicken is always the problem so the chicken shrimp. yeah it just tastes real mushy I don't like I don't like it like it but anyways we need to come up with a cool send-off <laughs> we do we're always just like oh and that's it and, uh, uh, and then well you do really great with the with the social media plugs oh we can do yeah, that some social media deets hit it hit us with that saucy how. social media now I feel the pressure. We all know how I do it for pressure. <laughs> I clam. <laughs> Guys, thanks for sticking around so long. Um, we love you. Check us out on the Twitter, in the Instagram, at Murder Blows, and then at, at Subway. Why? Why would I say Subway? <laughs> on Reddit, R, Murder Blows, all one word. Come check us out. Talk to us. Let us know if you want stickers. And we can get on that. That's the least we can do is give you guys stickers. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Is that a goodbye? I don't know. No. It felt natural. Goodbye. It did feel very natural. But then I was like, do I say goodbye? Do, do I? I just let Maisie say goodbye for all of us? I'm okay with that. How about stay woke, be safe? <laughs> uh, we're going right, to work cool. on it. We'll figure it out. Bye. If you have any suggestions for how we should say goodbye, let us know at Murder Blows. <laughs> Bye.